Chapter Twenty One of Young People's Treasury, Volume Six Famous Travels and Adventures by Hamilton Wright Maybe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Spanish Life in Granada by Theophile Gautier. We often went to San Domingo to sit beneath the shade of the laurels and bathe in a pool near which if the satirical songs are to be believed the monks used to lead no very reputable sort of life it is a remarkable fact that the most catholic countries are always those in which the priests and monks are treated most cavalierly the spanish songs and stories about the clergy rival in license the facetiae of rabelais and Beryl de verville and to judge by the manner in which all the ceremonies of the church are parodied in the old pieces one would hardly think that the inquisition ever existed talking of baths i will here relate a little incident which proves that the thermal art carried to so high a degree of perfection by the arabs has lost much of its former splendor in granada our guide took us to some baths that appeared very well managed the rooms being situated round a patio shaded by a covering of vine leaves while a large reservoir of very limpid water occupied the greater part of the patio so far all was well but of what do you think the baths themselves were made of copper zinc stone or wood not a bit of it you are wrong i will tell you at once for you will never guess they were enormous clay jars like those made to hold oil these novel baths were about two-thirds buried in the ground before putting ourselves in them we had the inside covered with a clean cloth a piece of precaution which struck the attendant as something so extremely strange and which astonished him so profoundly that we were obliged to repeat the order several times before he would obey it he explained this whim of ours to his own satisfaction by shrugging his shoulders and shaking his head in a commiserative manner as he pronounced in a low voice the one word inglese there we sat squatted down in our oil jars with our heads stuck out at the top peasants en terrine cutting rather grotesque figures it was on this occasion that i understood for the first time the story of ali baba and the forty thieves which had always struck me as being rather difficult to believe and had made me for an instant doubt the veracity of the thousand and one nights there are also in the albacin some old moorish baths and a pond covered over with a vaulted roof pierced by a number of little holes in the shape of stars but they are not in working order and you can get nothing but cold water this is about all that is to be seen at granada during a stay of some weeks public amusements are scarce the theatre is closed during the summer the bullfights do not take place at any fixed periods there are no clubs or establishments of this description and the lyceum is the only place where it is possible to see the french and other foreign papers on certain days there is a meeting of the members when they read papers on various subjects as well as poetry besides singing and playing pieces generally written by some young author of the company every one employs his time most conscientiously in doing nothing gallantry cigarettes the manufacture of quatrains and octaves and especially card-playing are found sufficient to fill up a man's existence very agreeably 
in granada you see nothing of that furious restlessness that necessity for action and change of place which torments the people of the north the spanish struck me as being very philosophical they attach hardly any importance to national life and are totally indifferent about comfort the thousand factious wants created by the civilization of northern countries appear to them puerile and troublesome refinements not having to protect themselves continually against the climate the advantages of the english home have no attractions in their eyes what do people who would cheerfully pay for a breeze or a draught of air if they could obtain such a thing care whether or not the windows close properly favored by a beautiful sky they have reduced human existence to its simplest expression this sobriety and moderation in everything enables them to enjoy a large amount of liberty a state of extreme independence they have time enough to live which we cannot say that we have spaniards cannot understand how a man can labor first in order to rest afterwards they very much prefer pursuing an opposite course and i think that by so doing they show their superior sense a workman who has earned a few reals leaves his work throws his fine embroidered jacket over his shoulders takes his guitar and goes and dances or makes love to the mahas of his acquaintance until he has not a single quarto left he then returns to his employment an andalusian can live splendidly for three or four sous a day for this sum he can have the whitest bread an enormous slice of watermelon and a small glass of aniseed while his lodgings cost him nothing more than the trouble of spreading his cloak upon the ground under some portico or the arch of some bridge as a general rule spaniards consider work something humiliating and unworthy of a free man which in my opinion is a natural and very reasonable idea since heaven wishing to punish man for his disobedience found no greater infliction than the obliging him to gain his daily bread by the sweat of his brow pleasures procured as ours are by dint of labor fatigue and mental anxiety and perseverance strike spaniards as being brought much too dearly like all people who lead a simple life approaching a state of nature they possess a correctness of judgment which makes them despise the artificial enjoyments of society anyone coming from paris or london those two whirlpools of devouring activity of feverish and unnaturally excited energy is greatly surprised by the mode of life of the people of granada a mode of life that is all leisure filled up with conversation siestas promenades music and dancing the stranger is astonished at the happy calmness the tranquil dignity of the faces he sees around him no one has that busy look which is noticeable in the persons hurrying through the streets of paris every one strolls leisurely along choosing the shady side of the street stopping to chat with his friends and betraying no desire to arrive at his destination in the shortest possible time the certitude of not being able to make money extinguishes all ambition there is no chance of a young man making a brilliant career the most adventurous among them go to manila or havana or enter the army but on account of the piteous state of the public finances they sometimes wait for years without hearing anything about pay convinced of the inutility of exertion spaniards do not endeavor to make fortunes for they know that such things are quite out of the question and they therefore pass their time in a delightful state of idleness 
favored by the beauty of the country and the heat of the climate i saw nothing of spanish pride nothing is so deceptive as the reputation bestowed on individuals and nations on the contrary i found them exceedingly simple-minded and good-natured spain is the true country of equality if not in words at least in deeds the poorest beggar lights his papalito at the puro of a powerful nobleman who allows him to do so without the slightest affectation of condescension a marchioness will step with a smile over the bodies of the ragged vagabonds who are slumbering across the threshold and when travelling will not make a face if compelled to drink out of the same glass as the mayoral the zagul and the escopitero of the diligence foreigners find great difficulty in accustoming themselves to this familiarity especially the english who have their letters brought upon salvers and take them with tongs an englishman travelling from seville to jerez told his calicero to go and get his dinner in the kitchen the calicero who in his own mind thought he was honouring a heretic very highly by sitting down at the same table with him did not make the slightest remark but concealed his rage as carefully as the villain in a melodrama but about three or four leagues from jerez in the midst of a frightful desert full of quagmires and bushes he threw the englishman very neatly out of the vehicle shouting to him as he whipped on his horse my lord you did not think me worthy of sitting at your table and i don jose balbrino bustamente y orozco do not think you good enough to sit on the seat in my callison good evening the servants both male and female are treated with a gentle familiarity very different from our affected civility which seems every moment to remind them of the inferiority of their condition a short example will prove the truth of this assertion we had gone to a party given at the country house of the signora in the evening there was a general desire to have a little dancing but there were a great many more ladies than gentlemen present to obviate this difficulty the signora sent for the gardener and another servant who danced the whole evening without the least awkwardness false bashfulness or servile forwardness but just as if they had been on a perfect equality with the rest of the company they invited in turn the fairest and most noble ladies present and the latter complied with their request in the most graceful manner possible our democrats are very far from having attained this practical equality and our most determined republicans would revolt at the idea of figuring in a quadrille opposite a peasant or a footman of course there are a great many exceptions to these remarks as there are to all other generalities there are doubtless many spaniards who are active laborious and sensible to all the refinements of life but what i have said conveys the general impression felt by a traveller after a stay of some little time an impression which is often more correct than that of a native observer who is less struck by the novelty of the various circumstances ascent of the sierra nevada as our curiosity was satisfied with regard to granada and its buildings we resolved from having had a view of the sierra nevada at every turn we took to become more intimately acquainted with it and endeavour to ascend the mulhasen which is the most elevated point of the range our friends at first attempted to dissuade us from this project which was really attended with some little danger but on seeing that our resolution was fixed they recommended us a huntsman 
whose name was alejandro romero as a person thoroughly acquainted with the mountains and possessing every qualification to act as guide he came and saw us at our casa de pupilos and his manly frank physiognomy immediately prepossessed us in his favor he wore an old velvet waistcoat a red woolen sash and white linen gaiters like those of the valencians which enabled you to see his clean-made nervous legs tanned like cordovan leather alpargatas of twisted rope served him for shoes while a little andalusian hat which had grown red from exposure to the sun slung across his shoulder completed his costume he undertook to make all the necessary preparations for our expedition and promised to bring at three o'clock the next morning the four horses we required one for my travelling companion one for myself a third for a young german who had joined our caravan and a fourth for our servant who was entrusted with the direction of the culinary department as for romero he was to walk our provisions consisted of a ham some roast fowls some chocolate bread lemons sugar and a large leathern sack called a bota filled with excellent val de penas which was the principal article in the list at the appointed hour the horses were before our house while romero was hammering away at the door with the butt end of his carbine still scarcely awake we mounted our steeds and the procession set forth our guide running on beforehand to point out the road although it was already light the sun had not risen and the undulating outlines of the smaller hills which we had passed were spread out all around us cool limpid and blue like the waves of an immovable ocean in the distance granada had disappeared beneath the vaporized atmosphere when the fiery globe at last appeared on the horizon all the hilltops were covered with a rosy tint like so many young girls at the sight of their lovers and appeared to experience a feeling of bashful confusion at the idea of having been seen in their morning deshabille the ridges of the mountains are connected with the plain by gentle slopes forming the first tableland which is easily accessible when we reached this place our guide decided that we should allow our horses a little breathing time give them something to eat and breakfast ourselves we ensconced ourselves at the foot of a rock near a little spring the water of which was as bright as a diamond and sparkled beneath the emerald-colored grass romero with all the dexterity of an american savage improvised a fire with a handful of brushwood while louis prepared some chocolate which with the addition of a slice of ham and a draught of wine composed our first meal in the mountains while our breakfast was cooking a superb viper passed beside us and appeared surprised and dissatisfied at our installing ourselves on his estate a fact that he gave us to understand by impolitely hissing at us for which he was rewarded by a sturdy thrust with a sword stick through the stomach a little bird that had watched the proceedings very attentively no sooner saw the viper disabled than it flew up with the feathers of its neck standing on end its eyes all fire and flapping its wings and piping in a strange state of exultation every time that any portion of the venomous beast writhed convulsively the bird shrunk back soon returning to the charge however and pecking the viper with its beak after which it would rise in the air about three or four feet i do not know what the serpent could have done during its lifetime to the bird 
or what was the feeling of hatred we had gratified by killing the viper but it is certain that i never beheld such an amount of delight we once again set out from time to time we met a string of little asses coming down from the higher parts of the mountains with their load of snow which they were carrying to granada for the day's consumption the drivers saluted us as they passed by with the time-honored vayan ustedes con dios and we replied by some joke about their merchandise which would never accompany them as far as the city and which they would be obliged to sell to the official who was entrusted with the duty of watering the public streets we were always preceded by romero who leaped from stone to stone with the agility of a chamois and kept exclaiming bueno camino a good road i should certainly very much like to know what the worthy fellow would call a bad road for as far as i was concerned i could not perceive the slightest signs of any road at all to our right and left as far as the eye could distinguish yawned delightful abysses very blue very azure and very vapory varying in depth from one thousand five hundred to two thousand feet a difference however about which we troubled ourselves very little for a few dozen fathoms more or less made very little difference in the matter i recollect with a shudder a certain pass three or four pistol shots long and two broad a sort of natural plank running between two gulfs as my horse headed the procession i had to pass first over this kind of tight-rope which would have made the most determined acrobats pause and reflect at certain points there was just enough width for my horse's feet and each of my legs was dangling over a separate abyss i sat motionless in my saddle as upright as if i had been balancing a chair on the end of my nose this pass which took us a few minutes to traverse struck me as particularly long when i quietly reflect on this incredible ascent i am lost in surprise as at the remembrance of some incoherent dream we passed over spots where a goat would have hesitated to have set its foot and scaled precipices so steep that the ears of our horses touched our chins our road lay between rocks and blocks of stone which threatened to fall down upon us every moment and in zigzags along the edge of the most frightful precipices we took advantage of every favorable opportunity and although advancing slowly we still advanced gradually approaching the goal of our ambition namely the summit that we had lost sight of since we had been in the mountains because each separate piece of tableland hides the one above it every time our horses stopped to take breath we turned round in our saddles to contemplate the immense panorama formed by the circular canvas of the horizon the mountain-tops which lay below us looked as if they had been marked out in a large map the vega of granada and all andalusia presented the appearance of an azure sea in the midst of which a few white points that caught the rays of the sun represented the sails of the different vessels the neighboring eminences that were completely bare and cracked and split from top to bottom were tinged in the shade a greenish color egyptian blue lilac and pearl gray while in the sunshine they assumed a most admirable and warm hue similar to that of orange peel tarnished gold or a lion's skin nothing gives you so good an idea of a chaos of a world still in the course of creation as a mountain range seen from its highest point it seems as if a nation of titans 
had been endeavoring to build a sacrilegious babel some prodigious lilac or other that they had heaped together all the materials and commenced the gigantic terraces when suddenly the breath of some unknown being had like a tempest swept over the temples and palaces they had begun shaking their foundations and leveling them with the ground you might fancy yourself amidst the ruins of an antediluvian babylon a pre-adamite city the enormous blocks the pharaoh-like masses awaken in your breast thoughts of a race of giants that has now disappeared so visibly is the old age of the world written in deep wrinkles on the bald front and rugged face of these millennial mountains we had reached the region inhabited by the eagles several times at a distance we saw one of these noble birds perched upon a solitary rock with its eye turned toward the sun and immersed in that state of contemplative ecstasy which with animals replaces thought there was one of them floating at an immense height above us and seemingly motionless in the midst of a sea of light romero could not resist the pleasure of sending him a visiting card in the shape of a bullet it carried away one of the large feathers of his wing but the eagle nothing moved continued on his way with indescribable majesty as if nothing had happened the feather whirled round and round a long time before reaching the earth it was picked up by romero who stuck it in his hat thin streaks of snow now began to show themselves scattered here and there in the shade the air became more rarefied and the rocks more steep and precipitous soon afterward the snow appeared in immense sheets and enormous heaps which the sun was no longer strong enough to melt we were above the sources of the gruil which we perceived like a blue ribbon frosted with silver streaming down with all possible speed in the direction of its beloved city the tableland on which we stood is about nine thousand feet above the level of the sea and is the highest spot in the range with the exception of the peak of valletta and the mulhasen which towers another thousand feet towards the immeasurable height of heaven on this spot romero decided we should pass the night the horses who were worn out with fatigue were unsaddled lewis and the guide tore up a quantity of brushwood roots and juniper plants to make a fire for although in the plain the thermometer stood at thirty or thirty-five degrees there was a freshness on the heights we then occupied which we knew would settle down into intense cold as soon as the sun had set it was about five o'clock in the afternoon my companion and the young german determined to take advantage of the daylight that remained to scale alone and on foot the last heights of the mountain for my own part i preferred stopping behind my soul was moved by the grand and sublime spectacle before me and i busied myself with scribbling in my pocket-book sundry verses which if not well turned had at least the merit of being the only alexandrines composed at such an elevation after my strophes were finished i manufactured some sorbets with snow sugar lemon and brandy for our dessert our encampment presented rather a picturesque appearance our saddles served us for seats and our cloaks for a carpet while a large heap of snow protected us from the wind a fire of broom blazed brightly in the centre and we fed it by throwing in from time to time a fresh branch which shrivelled up and hissed 
darting out its sap in little streams of all colors above us the horses stretched forward their thin heads with their sad gentle eyes and caught an occasional puff of warmth night was rapidly approaching the least elevated mountains were the first to sink into obscurity and the light like a fisherman flying before the rising tide leaped from peak to peak retiring to the highest in order to escape from the shade which was advancing from the valleys beneath and bearing everything in its bluish waves the last ray which stopped on the summit of the mulhasen hesitated for an instant then spreading out its golden wings winged its way like some birds of flame into the depths of heaven and disappeared the obscurity was now complete and the increased brilliancy of our fire caused a number of grotesque shadows to dance out upon the sides of the rocks eugene and the german had not returned and i began to grow anxious on their account i feared that they might have fallen down some precipice or been buried beneath some mass of snow romero and lewis already requested me to sign a declaration to the effect that they had neither murdered nor robbed the two worthy gentlemen and that if the latter were dead it was their own fault meanwhile we tore our lungs to pieces by indulging in the most shrill and savage cries to let them know the position of our wigwam in case they should not be able to perceive the fire at last the report of firearms which was hurled back by all the echoes of the mountains told us that we had been heard and that our companions were but a short distance off in fact at the expiration of a few minutes they made their appearance fatigued and worn out asserting that they had distinctly seen africa on the other side of the ocean it is very possible they had done so for the air of these parts is so pure that the eye can perceive objects at the distance of thirty or forty leagues we were all very merry at supper and by dint of playing the bagpipes with our skin of wine we made it almost as flat as the wallet of a castilian beggar it was agreed that each of us should sit up in turn to attend the fire an arrangement which was faithfully carried out but the circumference of our circle which was at first pretty considerable kept becoming smaller and smaller every hour the cold became more intense and at last we literally laid ourselves in the fire itself so as to burn our shoes and pantaloons lewis gave vent to his feelings in loud exclamation he bewailed his gazpacho cold garlic soup his house his bed and even his wife he made himself a formal promise by everything he reverenced never to be caught a second time attempting an ascent he asserted that mountains are far more interesting when seen from below and that a man must be a maniac to expose himself to the chance of breaking every bone in his body a hundred thousand times and having his nose frozen off in the middle of the month of august in andalusia and in sight of africa all night long he did nothing but grumble and groan in the same manner and we could not succeed in reducing him to silence romero said nothing and yet his dress was made of thin linen and all that he had to wrap round him was a narrow piece of cloth at last the dawn appeared we were enveloped in a cloud and romero advised me to begin our descent if we wished to reach granada before night when it was sufficiently light to enable us to distinguish the various objects i observed that eugene was as red as a lobster nicely boiled and at the same time 
he made an analogous observation with respect to me and did not feel himself bound to conceal the fact the young german and lewis were also equally red romero alone had preserved his peculiar tint which resembled by the way that of a boot-top and although his legs of bronze were naked they had not undergone the slightest alteration it was the biting cold and the rarefaction of the air that had turned us this color going up a mountain is nothing because you look at the objects above you but coming down with the awful depths before your eyes is quite a different affair at first the thing appeared impracticable and lewis began screeching like a jay who is being picked alive however we could not remain forever in the mulhasen which is as little adapted for the purpose of habitation as any place in the known world and so with romero at our head we began our descent it would be impossible without laying ourselves open to the charge of exaggeration to convey any notion of the paths or rather the absence of paths by which our daredevil of a guide conducted us never more breakneck obstacles crowded together in the course marked out for any steeplechase and i entertained strong doubts as to whether the feats of any gentlemen riders ever outrivalled our exploits on the mulhasen the montagne russe were mild declivities in comparison to the precipices with which we had to do we were almost constantly standing up in our stirrups and leaning back over the cruppers of our horses in order to avoid performing an incessant succession of parabolas over their heads all the lines of perspective seemed jumbled together the streams appeared to be flowing up toward their source the rocks vacillated and staggered on their bases and the most distant objects appeared to be only two paces off we had lost all feeling of proportion an effect which is very common in the mountains where the enormous size of the masses and the vertical position of the different ranges do not allow of your judging distances in the ordinary manner in spite of every difficulty we reached granada without our horses having even made one false step only they had got but one shoe left among them all andalusian horses and ours were of the most authentic description cannot be equalled for mountain travelling they are so docile so patient and so intelligent that the best thing the rider can do is to throw the reins on their necks and let them follow their own impulse we were impatiently expected for our friends in the city had seen our fire burning like a beacon on the tableland of mulhasen i wanted to go and give an account of our perilous expedition to the charming signora's b but was so fatigued that i fell asleep on a chair holding my stocking in my hand and i did not wake before ten o'clock the following morning when i was still in the same position some few days afterward we quitted granada sighing quite as deeply as ever king boabdil did End of chapter twenty one